Have you, as part of your struggles with sleep, felt anxious all the time? Or has the same thoughts and questions about sleep occupied your mind, leaving little space for anything else, anything enjoyable and meaningful that you'd rather be thinking about? If so, today's lesson I think will be supremely helpful for you. We're going to introduce a brand new nano concept that we call amplification. We're going to understand where this ongoing anxiety comes from and how it fades away. What a change has been so profound that I look full at the problem in the face. Like, okay, insomnia, do your worst. I'm not running from you. I'm not going to be scared. It's just something that's just so simple. Like the truth, the truth has to be simple. Otherwise, it's not the truth. I was so trapped in my head before. When I say my whole life changed, like my whole life changed. I'm Coach Daniel, and this is the Sleep Coach School. Stay tuned for this while we take a super quick break and hear a message from our sponsor, which is thesleepcoachschool.com. I just wanted to make you aware of the following. All the information, all the education we put out here for free, we hope will really help, of course, but it can be a little bit easier. Things can change a little bit sooner when our concepts and our educational material is contextualized personally for you. And there are many ways you can see that happen. You can actually head over to our website and book a call with a certified sleep coach who has gone through the journey as you are going through it now and understands everything that you're experiencing, like Coach Michelle, Coach Veronica, or Coach Chris. You can also book a call with myself. Not only that, you can actually join a group of people that are discovering the path to peaceful sleep in a moderated way, moderated by a coach who has gone through the journey themselves. And this is perfect if the struggle has been more of an emotional struggle because a group approach allows us to really share our emotions and learn from others. On the other hand, if a priority for you is more a convenience, uh, you'd like to learn in a way that doesn't take much time, you can send messages at any point to a coach, then a bedtime or app may be perfect for you. And you can learn more about all of these on our website, thesleepcoachschool.com. Now, with that said, let us jump into our topic today. And I've broken today's class up into two parts that are simply called why anxiety builds and how anxiety fades. I chose to focus this class on anxiety because it's the most common thing that comes up when some struggles is somebody saying, like, I'm so anxious, you know, the anxiety is consuming me, et cetera. But what we're going to talk about today, the concept of amplification and deamplification it really applies to, to the entire struggle. It applies to fear. It applies to hyperarousal. If you want to call it an overactive nervous system, it applies to those kind of emotional states, but also to racing thoughts, intrusive thoughts, and also sensations and how we can experience fear in our body, like, you know, jerkiness, jumpiness, hypnic jerks, you know, a racing heart, et cetera. So really it applies broadly to every way that we experience fear including insomnia, because insomnia is one way that we experience fear, of course. So with that said, let us look at our first topic, which is why anxiety builds. And I think actually this is the more important one, because when we understand this, everything else just, you know, we can see everything else so, so easily and so, so naturally. And I want to start this by taking kind of a big picture view of how our brain works. Awareness 
this kind of fuzzy concept, but we also all know what it is when we're aware of something. And awareness basically allows our brain to communicate with us. You might say, well, aren't we our brain? Yes, we are. Like, there's no real difference. But I think when I say allows our brain to communicate with us with awareness, you sort of understand what I'm saying, right? We are different than, you know, a jellyfish. You know, they clearly, there isn't like a brain communicating with like a sense of awareness within the jellyfish. But for us humans, like we can see what this is. And when I say communication, what I mean by that, well, by communication, I mean the following, that when we humans are awake, there is a constant flow of information that comes through. Like we smell things, we see things, we hear things, we feel things, right? It's, it's an enormous amount of information just flowing in, if you will. And our brain, it contextualizes that, it interprets this constant flow of information and presents it us with what it thinks is relevant for conscious consideration. At this moment, I see like the sun is out today and the brain is going like, hey, the sun is out, Daniel. That is this way of like telling me about something that may or may not be important for me. It's kind of like it presents it for conscious consideration. And the thing here that I think is so helpful to see is that almost all input is considered irrelevant. If you think about like what's going on for you, like in this moment, right? What are the things that you could be thinking about that you're not thinking about? Well, you can just look around. I can be thinking about this and that and that and that and that. Like your brain decides what to present you with and not. And this is really, really helpful because you're like, we're spared from like complete and unfiltered awareness. Imagine if you were made aware of everything, all the input that is, is going into your brain at this moment, it would just be overwhelming and, and nothing would be seen more important than the other. It would be kind of like very, very, very chaotic. So uh, the brain does a very good job of kind of filtering and contextualizing and presenting us with something that's, it makes sense. Now, how does this communication happen? Well, communication happens through thoughts and emotions. It really, it can be helpful to remind ourselves that emotions are downstream from thoughts. Really, thoughts are kind of like the primary way our brain is communicating with us. But those thoughts give rise to emotions. Emotions are there to kind of, kind of nudge us towards action or inaction or make us do stuff or not do stuff. Uh, versus thoughts inherently are neutral. They're just kind of like information and emotions are like the thing that's supposed to make us like take action or, or like or, or not take action or do or not do things you know now with this in mind now we've taken that big picture now we talk about communication and awareness and now we are ready to take the next up here which is just imagine something imagine that your best friend is telling you that they're going to invest everything they own in what you know to be a ponzi scheme a pyramid scheme you know this is a terrible idea. Of course, you don't want to see this happen to your friend, like them losing everything. They, they saved up over many, many years. What do you do? What do you do when you learn this? Well, maybe you start by sending a text. You're like, hey, uh, are you sure about this? I've heard this and that. And imagine that your friend, they, they just don't answer. There's no reply. They just ignore your text. What do you do? Well, because you love your friend and you care so much for your friend, you decide you're going to actually call. You call your friend, but there's no answer. What do you do now? You know? Again, you really want to make sure this doesn't happen to your friend. So you decide you actually go to their place. You know, you're going to go to where they live so you can make sure you tell them what is on your mind because you love your friend. You care so much for a friend, right? So what has happened here is that you have increased your attempts to, to communicate with them because what you want to communicate was not delivered. You didn't get anywhere. It was, it was incomplete. And this is where we now are going to really clarify what amplification is about. It is this, when communication is not delivered and the brain tries harder than to deliver this informational communication, we call this amplification. 
This is an amplification process. Again, when our brain senses that communication it is important to us, was not delivered or received, it will amplify, it will try more and more and more. And so this is why we can go from, for example, like we feel a little bit anxious about something, right? And then we're like, no, I don't want to feel this way. And we do something to try to make that feeling go away. Then it will be amplified. And it's not personal. It's not sometimes we can think like, why, why am I doing this? Why brain are you doing this? Why my mind, my body, why are you doing this to me? It's nothing personal. Nobody in the universe wants you to suffer. It is just about communication. That is all this is about. Amplification is just about communication. And again, this applies to not only emotions, but thoughts, emotions, sensations, any way that the brain somehow is, is attempting to communicate with us. Or jerks are really not a way that our brain is trying to communicate with us. It's sort of like side effect of its attempt to communicate with us, if you will. But the teaching here still applies. And amplification is why we can have this like ongoing anxiety, ongoing hyperarousal, like just relentless. It's just always there. Or repetitive thoughts, like the same thoughts over and over and over again, which actually come from this like incomplete communication. In other words, the more we're trying to ignore the communication, the more present and relentless it becomes. Now, if you follow through to this point, then that is amazing. You know, I really, really applaud you because a lot of people are don't really have the readiness and no judgment. You know, I really believe everyone will, everyone who wants to will find that readiness at some point. But you have it now. You're ready to learn, ready to listen, ready to see things in a different way. And that is very, very courageous and brave of you because it's not easy. What we're doing here is not easy. But what I wanted to say was really that when you've seen this, when you understood what we already talked about, then the second part, which is how anxiety fades, you will already have quite a clear idea of how this happened. But to make this super clear, let us go back to our analogy. Remember your friends who wanted to like invest everything they owned into this Ponzi scheme? Imagine that you actually, you got to your friend's place and they either said, A, it was a total misunderstanding. No, I, I never meant to do that. It was a joke. You know, this is a total misunderstanding. Or B, they say, listen, I know what it seems like, but I've done a lot of research and these are the reasons why I actually plan to go ahead with this. In both of these, both of these conditions, you now felt hurt. Clearly, you know, your communication went through, they've considered it. What do you do now? Well, in reality, you drop the subject. Like there, there's nothing more for you to do. Like your communication was heard, was delivered, you know? Unless, okay, I really wanted to add this one, unless. Unless you think your friend just said what they said so you wouldn't drop the subject. If you think like, oh my gosh, she didn't actually hear me. She just said that so I would stop talking about it. Then you might still be wanting to communicate with them, still want to connect with them, right? And your efforts will still continue. So this just shows that honesty is very helpful when it comes to de-amplification. What I mean by that is that de-amplification, I say de-amplification because I couldn't find a nice word for the opposite of amplification. So I'm just going to use de-amplification. De-amplification happens when we no longer attempt to block communication. And this is the same thing that we hear as sitting with an emotion or befriending, you know, befriending an emotion or a non-reactivity or non-engagement. There, there's so many ways to describe this. Basically is that when we no longer try to escape an emotion or escape thoughts or make them stop, we're just allowing communication to happen, you know, and then de-amplification happens because again, just like you don't need to warn your friend when they clearly heard what you were talking about. There's no need for the brain to kind of amplify when the message, the, the communication was received. 
which then often leads to like, okay, the practical aspect of this, like, well, okay, Daniel, I understand what you're saying here, but practically, how do I stop my attempts at blocking communication? It's very, very difficult to answer this question because anyway, you say like, oh, do this, it can sound like an action, but what we're looking for is really like non-action, just let it happen, non-doing, like how do you explain non-doing without it sounding like doing? So I think the most practical way I have to answer this question is almost like almost like the opposite of trying to, to stop something. And it is more like being aware of our attempts to block the communication. When we realize that, oh, I am trying to escape this emotion right now. What I'm doing right now, my efforts right now are aimed at not feeling anxious. We can be aware of that and be like, aha, this is what leads to amplification. So, so that awareness is really helpful. We see when it's happening and we can at the same time see the imitation, which is like, oh, this is what's happening now. I'm trying to escape this uncomfortable emotion. That's what makes it stay and makes it amplified, makes it stronger. And now see the imitation. The imitation is to, as difficult as it is, like allow it to be there, not try to escape it. And that leads to the amplification. So that is, I think, the most practical way I've found so far to, to communicate that. But with this said, I will conclude here. And although I'm sure that the concepts here we're not new to you. I think the the terminology like amplification, I think was new because, you know, I've never talked about it before. I've never heard anyone else talk about it before. And I think there's something nice about having like these words because it helps our communication, like, you know, in terms of like myself as a teacher and a learner, when things are more clear, not so fuzzy. So now we have amplification. And now instead of saying like, oh, our efforts, our emotions are stronger, the more we try to avoid that, we can just be like, amplification is happening. This is amplification that I think is really helpful. So anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, comments, questions, leave them in the comment section and look forward to having you here real soon. Bye for now. That was all for today. I hope you found this episode really eye-opening. And if you're looking for something more tangible, then head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com, and you'll find several coaching options where our teachings can be contextualized for you personally. If you decide to join, we look forward to seeing you on the other side.